Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelikid Gimel, Parshas Kerach, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learned the Pasuk. And this is a Pasuk that comes after Hashem said to Moshe and Aaron that they should remove themselves from among Kerach and all those that were together with Kerach and that Hashem would then consume them in an instant. And then comes the following Pasuk which says, that Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces, and they said, God, the God of the Ruchis, as we'll see in the Sikha, what the word Ruchis means, of all flesh. Will one person sin? And you'll get angry on the whole congregation. And we learn the two teachings of Rashi on this Pasuk. And there are four parts on the Sikha. The rebel, number one, ask ten questions on Rashi. Number two, present the key of what Rashi is coming to explain. Number three, based on this, answer the ten questions. And number four, present the Hiran of Vedas Adam from Rashi in Pnimius Inyanim. On the Pasuk in our Parsha, this Pasuk comes after Hashem told Moshe and Aaron that they should remove themselves from among Kerach and all those who joined together with Kerach. And Hashem said that He would consume them in an instant. So on the next Pasuk, where it says, that Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces, when they said, God, the God of the Ruchis of all flesh, will one person sin and you'll get angry at the whole congregation? So on this Pasuk, Rashi quotes the words, God, the God of the Ruchis, and he explains, what does Ruchis mean? The one who knows thoughts. So it means the God of thoughts. And then Rashi continues that Moshe and Aaron told Hashem, Your way of doing things is not the way a person of flesh and blood does things. Melech Basar Vadam, a king of flesh and blood, that part of the Medina, part of the country, was Sarcha Olav, it spoiled, it soured against him. He doesn't know who is the sinner. So therefore, when he gets angry, he punishes all of them. Before you are revealed all of the thoughts, and you know who is the sinner. So this is the first Rashi on this Pasuk, and later we're going to bring a second Rashi on this Pasuk and discuss that Rashi as well. Now, simply, the intent of Rashi over here, when he says that means is to tell us that we shouldn't explain the word to mean neshamas, to mean souls, like we know we refer to souls as a neshama or a ruach. So Rashi's intent is to tell us not to explain to mean neshamas, but rather that it means machshavis thoughts. And this also fits with what it says in the previous parasha, it says, where over there also ruach means thoughts. So simply that's the intent of Rashi over here, to tell us that the word haruchis means machshavas, and the proof of Rashi that it means machshava, machshavas, thoughts, is because only according to this explanation is there a connection between the to what's written afterwards, that since Hashem is a God of thoughts, so therefore, Hashem knows the thoughts of man, and so it doesn't make sense that one person should sin, and Hashem should get angry at the whole congregation. But if Hashem is a God of Neshamas, what does that have to do with the rest of the Pasuk, that should only one person sin, and Hashem will punish everyone? What's the connection between those two parts? And that's why Rashi continues in his explanation, and he says, You Hashem 
are not like a man of flesh and blood. Because a man of flesh and blood has his own limitations. He doesn't know the thoughts of others. But you, Hashem, you're different. And you know who sinned. And so since you are the God of thoughts and you know who sinned, so therefore, Maisha and Aaron are telling Hashem, is it fear that that only one person sins and you'll get angry at the whole congregation? And there are five questions here. The first question is, why does Rashi need to explain this idea through a mushal? What is added by bringing a mushal of a king? Why doesn't Rashi just say, Hashem is Yedea Machshavis, and so therefore, he knows who sinned. What's added by bringing a mushal of a king? The second question is, if the mushal does add clarity, so then why didn't Rashi bring it in Parshas Vayera by the claim of Avram Avinu, which seems to be similar to the claim here of Meishu Rabbeinu, and so the mushal should fit there as well, where Avram Avinu said when Hashem wanted to destroy his daim, he said, Aaf tisfe tzadik in Russia. Are you going to kill a tzadik together with a Russia? It would seem that the claim is the same as Meishu's claim, and so if the mushal does add some clarity over here, and that's why Rashi brings it, why didn't he bring it over there in Parshas Vayera? The third question is, even a Melech Basavadam, even a king of flesh and blood, who judges and rules in a way of Tzedek and Yeshur, he won't punish many people if only one person sinned against him, but rather he'll appoint a judge to investigate and look into the matter to determine who was the one that sinned against him. And even if it's in such a manner that it's impossible to determine who is the one that sinned against him, it's still not so simple to say that because he can't figure out, he can't determine who is the one that sinned against him, so a Melech Yosher, a king who rules in a way of tzedek and Yesher, is going to punish everybody. So why are we saying that that's how a king of flesh and blood would do, would act? The fourth question is, Rashi starts with talking about Shesarcha Olav Miktsas Medina, that a part of the country was Sarcha Olav, spoiled or soured against him. And then he ends by saying and talking about the Chayta. He says, And after Yedea, Hashem knows how come Rashi switches from Sarcha to Chayta? And the fifth question is, similar to the fourth question, Rashi starts with talking about Miktas Medina, which is, in the plural, a part of the country. That means there are more than, it's more than one person. And then he ends with a chayta in the singular, that there's only one chayta. So why does Rashi make this change? We don't have space over here, so we put the next Rashi in the blue scroll. So after the first Rashi, Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, Ha'ish Echad. So the Pasuk says, Vayiplo apneim, vayemru keile leke aruches, l'chol basar. And Rashi quoted the words, keile leke aruches, and said his first teaching. And then Pasuk continues and says, Ha'ish echad yechta, v'akola eda tiktsef. Should one person sin, and you'll get angry at the whole congregation. So Rashi quotes the words, Ha'ish echad. And he says, he explains, who achayta, he is the one that sinned, va'ata al-kola eda tiktsef, and you'll get angry at the whole congregation. And Rashi continues, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said to Moshe and Aaron, Yafa amarta. And the Rebbe points out in the R that maybe it should be amartem. You spoke well, aniyedeya, I know, said Hashem, umaydiya, and I will make known, 
מי חוטא ומי לא חוטא, who sinned and who didn't sin. And there are five questions on this Rashi as well. The first question is, what's the intent of Rashi in replacing Yechta with Hu Achete and adding Va'ata? And the Pasuk, it says, Ha'ish Echad Yechta. Rashi says, Ha'ish Echad Hu Achete. And the Pasuk continues, Va'akola Eda Tiktsayf. And Rashi says, Va'ata Alkola Eda Tiktsayf. What's Rashi, what's his intent of replacing Yechta with Hu Achete and adding the word Va'ata? It doesn't seem like it's adding anything in our understanding of the Pasuk. The second question is, if Rashi is also explaining the words not just the Ish Echad, where he says but also the words and therefore he adds the word so then he should quote the words or at least hint to them with the Gamer. The third question is, why does Rashi add at the end the whole part from Amar Kadesh Baruch Hu, Yafa Marta Vachulu? Rashi, it seems, is coming to explain this pasuk. What it says, Aish Echad Yechta Val Kola Eda Tiktsayf, and he says, Aish Echad Hu Achayte Vaat Al Kola Eda Tiktsayf. So, what's Rashi coming to add with the rest of it from Amar Kadesh Baruch Hu, Yafa Marta? The fourth question, and this strengthens and adds. To the third question is, in the very next Pesukim, in response to Moshe, Hashem said, that they should remove themselves from the dwelling of Kairach, Dosan, and Aviram, and we go on to learn about the punishment that all three of them received with their families. Where we see over there that Hashem punished all three of them. So how does it fit with saying, Yafa Amarta? It's not Yafa Amarta. Because this whole Rashi is on the words Ha'ish Echad Yechta. The Moshe Rabbeinu was claiming to Hashem that only one person sinned. And here it says, Yafa Amarta, you said correctly. But then when we look inside the following Psukim, we see how Hashem says that three of them sinned, not just one. So how do these words Yafa Amarta fit into this Rashi? They actually seem to not fit in the Rashi. Because this is a Rashi on the words Ha'ish Echad Yechto, that Moshe was claiming only one person sinned. And Rashi says that Hashem responded, Yafa Amarto, you said correctly, you said well. But then when we look at what Hashem did, Hashem showed and said that three people sinned, not just one. And all three of them were punished together with their families. So how could we put into this Rashi the words Yafa Amarto? when we see what Hashem did, is actually indicating that Moshe was incorrect. And the fifth question is, the words Ani Eidea seem to be extra, because the only thing that's important over here is that Hashem is the Moidea, that Hashem is going to show and inform everyone who sinned and who didn't sin. So why does Rashi say Ani Eidea as well? And this is especially difficult, since Rashi adds these words that are not found in the Medrash. Now we're going to move on to the key in the Sikha. And the key in the Sikha is to understand what it is that Rashi is coming to explain to us over here. And once we understand what it is that Rashi is coming to explain to us over here, then all of our questions on Rashi will be answered. Now just to point out that in the Sikha, it's not presented as this being the key to the Sikha. It's just being presented like that over here in order to bring clarity to how we lead into the answer. 
So in the general story here, there's actually a difficulty. And that is, in the previous Pesukim, it's mentioned a number of times that in the Machlekes against Moshe and Aaron, there were many other people who participated. As it says, Vayakumu v'anashim ibn Yisrael chamishim umasayim v'aykalu al Moshe. That there were other people as well that participated. There was the 250 people. And Moshe rebuked and spoke to Kairach v'alkala dasai. So we see that there was a whole congregation with him. To the extent that he said, Ato, and then he said, all of those that are in your congregation, your whole congregation, that are gathering against Hashem. And also in Rashi, he says, This is already their fourth Sirchan. They sinned with the eagle. That from all this, it's proven that not only one person sinned with this machlekes even according to the opinion of Moshe. And so the difficulty over here is, how did Moshe say, Ha'ish echad yechta? How did he say that over here? And the explanation in all this is, Rashi, in his explanation earlier, on Vayakil Aleim Kairach Gamer, he says that about Kairach, that Halach Eitzel HaShvatim, he went to the Shvatim, Upita Oisim, he convinced them. And he said, Do you think I'm only concerned about myself? I'm not concerned just about myself. I'm actually only concerned about all of you. Until everyone was convinced. So he went around convincing everyone. Meaning that Kairach is the one who convinced the people that he cares about their good. Until he got them to join in complaining against Moshe and Aaron. And the same is true regarding those at the head of the Machlekes. Not just the Yidden at large, but also the others that were leading it, which were Dasan, Vaviram, Vagamer, Vanashim, Bnei Yisrael, Chamishim, Masayim, which included Dasan and Vaviram and the 250 people. And as Rashi says, Bishvil Shahiya Shevet Ruvain, Shari, Shachin, Likahos, Ubanov, that since Shevet Ruvain was camped near to Kahos and his sons, and Kairach was from Kahos, so therefore, Nishtatfu, Im Kairach, Machlakase, that's how they got pulled into this argument of Kairach. So we see that also the heads, Dasan and Aviram, were pulled into it by Kairach. So again, meaning that they joined the Machlekes only because Kairach had convinced them. But otherwise, on their own, they would not have entered the Machlekes. And the Rebbe points out that although a person can't justify bad behavior and their actions because somebody else convinced them, but rather... A person has to distance themselves from a Russia, and they also have to be strong in their in, within themselves and not get convinced. But the bottom line in regards to our discussion here, the only reason they had a machlekes against Moshe and Aaron was because Karach influenced and convinced them. And that's why Moshe was saying, as we'll see, there's only one person that sinned. As we'll see, Harashi is telling us exactly this in order to explain why it's only Ha'ish Echad. And now we're going to go straight into answering questions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, and we're going to start with questions 1 and 2. So this is the intent of Rashi in bringing the mushal from the Melech Basar Adam Shasarcha Olav Miktis Medina. The reason he brings this mushal is to be medayik that their behaving was srucha in a way that was disgusting to, to the king. 
but it's not that they intended to rebel against the king, and certainly not in a way that they would deserve to die for it. So that's why Rashi brings this mushal, because he wants to bring a mushal for this idea that there's one person that convinced a group of other people to go against the king. And so there are two groups. There's the one who convinced the others, and the ones who were convinced. And that's what this mushal helps with, where there is sarcha all of Miktas Medina. Part of Medina were convinced, and therefore they behaved in a way that was srucha. It was a disgusting way. But it wasn't that they intended to rebel against the king. And that's why Rashi doesn't bring this mushal in Parshas Vayera, because over there we don't have these two groups. We don't have a group that convinced another group. And now we're going to move on to answer questions four and five. However, since Miktas Medina were sarhu, so it makes sense that there's at least one person among them who convinced them to do this. And that person is a chayte. He's not a seireach, he's a chayte by rebelling against the king. And that's why Rashi writes, Einu yedea mi ha He switches to chayte into the singular. Because here we're talking about the one who convinced the others and caused the sirchen. And that, in our case, according to Moshe, was just kairach. So it's singular. And that, person is a chayta. And that's where Rashi switches to chayta. And now we're going to move on to answer question number three. Would a melech basar adam punish people if he doesn't know who did the wrong thing? But according in this marshal now we understand why he would. Because we're not talking about punishing people that weren't involved. We're talking about lumping both groups into one. Because over here we have two groups that were involved in behaving in a way that was inappropriate. There was the one that convinced and the ones that were convinced. But all of them are going against the king. And therefore, by Melech Basar Adam, who doesn't know who is the Chaita, so then he punishes all of them, since all of them were all of them were Sarchu. But you, says Moshe, Lefanecha Gluyas Kolamachshavis, Veyedeya Atamiya Chaita, you, Hashem, you, by you is re- before you is revealed, in front of you it's revealed the thoughts of everyone. And you know who is the Chaita. And therefore, it can't be that those who only Sarchu will get the severe punishment of the Chaita. And now we're going to move on to answer questions six and seven that asked about the second Rashi. That what is Rashi? It says Rashi quotes Aish Echad, and in the pasuk it says Aish Echad Yechta. Rashi says Aish Echad Huachayta, and the pasuk it says Valkola Ida Tiksef, and Rashi says Vaato Akola Ida Tiksef. And we asked why is Rashi replacing Yechta with Huachayta and then adding in Vaato? And also we asked why doesn't Rashi indicate at the beginning Aish Echad that is also going to explain the words Valkola Ida Tiksef? So there explains that this is actually not a new Rashi the way we see it in our in our Rashis. But rather, this is a continuation of the previous Rashi. It's part of the previous Rashi. It's all one Rashi. And Rashi explains this claim of Moshe using the words of the Pasuk. So Rashi says that Moshe said to Hashem, Aval ato, but you Hashem, lefanecha gluis kolamachshavis, before you was revealed, all of the thoughts. And you know who sinned. You know who's the one that convinced the others. There's only one person who sinned. He's not going to say It's a claim. He's saying clearly. He's the one that did it. So Rashi is not copying the words. He's not quoting the words of the Pasuk. He's saying what Moshe said to Hashem. And he's using the words of the Pasuk in his explanation. So therefore... We don't have this question about Rashi quoting the Pasuk and changing the words in it. That's not what he's doing here. He's just continuing his teaching. And he's saying what Hashem, what Moshe said to Hashem. And he's using from the words of the Pasuk to 
present what Moshe said to Hashem. And so there's no question about Rashi changing from Yechta to Hachaita. He's not changing. He's saying that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Ha'ish Echad Hu There's only one did it. And it fits to just in this claim of Moshe to add Va'ata and you Hashem, Al-Kolei the There's only one person that's in there and you're going to be angry at everyone. And there's also no question about Rashi not indicating that he's also explaining the words because this is not a new Rashi. This is a continuation of, and a flow of the previous Rashi. It's all one Rashi. Now we're going to move on to answering questions 8, 9, and 10. So in those questions we asked, why does Rashi add at the end that Omar Kaddish Baruch Yafa Marta? How does it belong in this Rashi? And we asked, how does it fit that over here it says Amar Kaddish Baruch Hu Yafa Marta, that he's agreeing with Moshe, when in the next Pesukim we see that it wasn't just Karech, it was also Dasan and Avirim. And we also asked that the words Ani Yedea seem to be extra. It should just say Ani Moidea. Why does it have to say Ani Yedea, that Hashem knows? So the explanation is that in Hashem's response to the claim of Moshe, so Amar Kaddish Baruch Hu Yafa Marta, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you said well. And the intent is, that Moshe Rabbeinu said well to the general claim of Moshe, that only the Chaita should be punished and not those that only Sarchu. However, regarding the details, it wasn't like what Moshe thought, that there was one Chaita, but rather Hashem said, Ani Yedea, I know. That's why he says also Yedea, no. Because also what Hashem knew was different than what Moshe thought. Ani Yedea Medea, Mi Chato, Mi Chato. That not only Kairach alone Chato, but rather also Dosan and Aviram. And that's why Hashem said in the next Psukim, Hey Alumisaviv Lumishkan Kairach Dasan Vaaviram. Because all three of them sinned, all three of them chatu. So that's why Rashi adds over here, Amar Kazbahu Yafa Marta at the end. Because this is the response of Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why it fits that he said Yafa Marta. But then we see that Hashem also included Dasan and Aviram. Because Yafa Marta was just about the general idea to distinguish between the one who was chayta, or the ones who were chayta, and the ones who were sarchu. But regarding what Moshe thought and said that Kairach is the only one that was chayta, regarding that, it wasn't Yafa Marta. Yafa Marta was only to distinguish between the two groups. And that's also why Rashi adds Yedea, because what Hashem knew was different than what Moshe thought. The Hayran Avedis Hashem and Avedis Adam from Rashi in Pinimisayanam is it's told over in our parasha that Moshe sent to summon Dasan and Aviram and they refused to come and they responded with great azos, with great brazenness. They said, Hama'at kelisonu bamidbar. Is it not enough that you took us out of Mitzrayim to kill us in the Midbar? Even if you gouge out our eyes, we're not going to come. To the extent that it says that Moshe became very angry, which all of this shows that their joining in the Machlaikis wasn't just a Sirchin, it wasn't just that they were convinced and drawn into it by Kairach, but that they were Chaitim. And despite all this, Moshe Rabbeinu Donam Lachavschos, Moshe Rabbeinu judged them favorably, and he said only Kairach was the Chaita. And from here there is a Ira, how much each and every one, because in each and every one there is, a, there is the Bechin of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what we find in Moshe Rabbeinu has to also be by us. 
So from here we have the Aurora, how, how much each and every one has to deeply be mashrish, to plant in their nefesh. This middle to be don chaveri l'chavzchos, to the extent that even if the conduct of chaveri is in such a way that it seemingly negates any limutzchos, still one has to be don l'chavzchos. And as a result of being don chaveri l'chavzchos, so one will do everything that they can to bring their chaveri back to the path of Yiddishkeit, that they should stand upright in the Derech HaYashara, in the straight path.